right, y'all. So uh, have you guys heard of the Black Joy Project? No, actually, I haven't. Not until today. Yeah. All right. So we're continuing our series, and, and the subject we're going to be talking about is cultivating Black Joy. But this, I mean, cultivating Black Joy, of course, is not a, a new thing. But since 2015, there's this uh, thing called the Black Joy Project that uh, Cleaver Cruz created. And there's a, there's a website. We'll put it on the show notes. Um, where she talks about, and here, I'm going to read a little bit about this. A little after Thanksgiving 2015, I woke up burnt. It felt like a ton of bricks were on top of me that morning, and I could not get out of, and I could not get out of my bed. I lay still, heavy, wondering what was the source of my sadness. I thought about how earlier that year, my family and I had experienced the sudden and tragic loss of my uncle. May he rest in peace. So she goes to talk about all the, like we've, we've uh, been talking about the, the black images of trauma. Mm. And she just decided to use social media and she created this Instagram account where it's just images of black joy. So there's uh, just. I'm looking that up images. right now. Yeah. So if you go to, let's see. Um, yeah, just use the hashtag uh, Black, Black Joy. Joy. And on Instagram, it's the Black Joy Project. Hmm. And, you know, you're just going to see all these different positive images. Yes. You know, as a counteract to everything that's been happening since. I mean, here's the thing, though. I mean, this this period of time, and we're talking about um, cultivating black joy. I mean, didn't it, like it all start with uh, Trayvon Martin? Yeah, you know. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean that this new wave of just sadness and and tragic death and no justice and right. So the birth just, of Black Lives Matter. Yeah, just to counteract all that, you know, mm. Michael Brown, Eric Gardner. I mean. So, so she just created this, this, this site and this, I, just, I love just it. images. Yes. So here's, what's crazy. Michael or um, Trayvon Martin happened when? Uh, February 26, 20, uh, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. February 6, 2012. Right. So nine years. Mm-hmm. We, we've been in this pervasive state for the, almost the last decade, right. nine years and change at this point. Right. Right. So nine years and three months almost. Yeah, right. And like we mentioned last week, you know, we talked about Dante Wright and yeah. everything after that. So it's, 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 uh, you just got to take a breather. Just, yeah. Just, I'm, yeah. Woosa. <laughs> <laughs> like bad boys too. Yeah. Greetings and what's good, everybody. Welcome to the Christian Soldier Podcast, a social justice, faith-minded podcast featuring three friends from across the diaspora exploring life at the intersection of race, ethnicity, gender, culture, politics, and basically living while black. I'm Abdullah Muhammad. I'm Andres Amalek. And I'm Justina Kinney. And we are just three POC in the cornfield, living life, loving Jesus, and fighting the good fight in these rough and tumble podcast streets. All right, welcome back, soldiers. As we're continuing our series on uh, black love, loving ourselves outside of whiteness. Welcome back, Andres. What? I said, welcome back, Andres. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I totally wrecked your flow. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, like I was saying, no, um, today's episode, we're going to talk about joy. Um, but it's not just about joy. It's about cultivating black joy. And I can already hear the eye rolls now. Just stay with us, all right? This is going to be one of those 
really great, cool conversation. So um, just to start us off, Justine, when you think of cultivating Black joy, what comes to Mm. mind? Okay, so first of all, before I share what I think Black joy is, I do want to mention that one of the several ways that whiteness suffocates Black people is by telling us to be quiet, right? Mm -hmm. Telling us that we're too loud Mm. or that we're too much or that we're too extra. Y'all are so extra, you know? And so I think that um, Black joy is a form. It's an act of resistance, you know, like it's an act of us saying, you know what? No matter what you're telling me and no matter all these boxes that you try to, to force me into, and to put me in, I am choosing to resist that, you know? And in our previous episode, when Andres talked about even centering ourselves, for some of us as Black people, like, we don't even know what that looks like. So if you are a Black person or a BIPOC person listening to this, do you even know what Black joy is? Mm. Not joy. We're talking about Black joy. Do you know what that is, right? Um, So, yes. Black joy is a form of resistance. So I'd say for me, man, uh, pursuing black joy does not mean that we are trying to ignore the realities or the history of what's going on. But I think in a fullness, like it's kind of a way for us to create balance. You know, we're saying that, yes, we acknowledge what's going on. But we also need to, um, to cultivate, intentionally cultivate and find those spaces where we can be joyful, you know, and that can be something as simple as dancing to music or listening to music or hanging out with your friends or reading a book. I don't know, going kayaking, just doing something that brings you joy. And I'm going to share more examples later on of how I tangibly do that. Wow, that's a heck of a beginning. <laughs> that's right. So for me, Black joy, I I first started out with the definition of joy. Mm. And uh, one one of the definitions is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Mm. And all those things you mentioned, I mean, they, they offer that. Yes. Especially like you mentioned, which is, I mean, just awesome. When we live in a, in a culture that's constantly trying to quiet us mm-hmm. simply because we are, again, away from the standard. The standard says mm-hmm. that you are to act this way. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So getting a feeling of great pleasure and happiness from being who God made you to be. Mm. And, and not trying to conform, like we were talking about, I, I wanted to change my name to Andrew. Right. Because yeah. my name, Andres, was a deviation mm-hmm. from the standard. Mm-hmm. Or you were made to think that it was a deviation. I'm made to think. Thank you. Thank you. So getting great pleasure and happiness from my own name. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> Come on, getting now. great pleasure and happiness from listening to my music, the right. music of my mother, the music of my uh, grandmother, yeah, getting great pleasure and happiness from speaking my original language. Uh, <laughs> yes. So cultivating Black joy is just that realization. And again, I, I mentioned on the last episode for our listeners to look up the word selfish, and I hope y'all did. But one of those definitions is to be concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, and, I, and, and, and that's what I'm focusing on. I want to be selfish in that sense. Yes. In this season, especially up from the darkness that I came out of, mm. I, I want to be a better me for everyone around me including myself and i want i want that feeling of great pleasure and happiness for all of us but 
special, especially mm. for us three and all people of color. Yeah. To begin that process of just s- centering who we are to mm-hmm. be okay with who God made us to be. Right. That for me yes. is just cultivating black joy. You were you were created a certain way and and strive for that and be okay with that and get great pleasure that. and happiness In from that. who you are. Oh, that's so you know? good. That's so mm-hmm. good. Because the thing you is know- that mm-hmm. one more thing and then it's just uh, so we're talking about centering whiteness, right? Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, when we center whiteness, it's miserable for all of us, including white people, including mm-hmm. white people. Yeah. So it's just it's anyway. I, anyway, I, we can keep talking about this, of course, but I just I keep going back to the definition of joy, a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. So we want to focus on that feeling of great pleasure and happiness from our identity as who we were created to be because we have a purpose and, and we just need to be who we are. Hmm. Oh my gosh, Andres, that's, that's so good. Um, and when you were talking about your name, you made me think about accents because a lot of immigrants And specifically in this podcast, we talk about immigrants from Africa. A lot of us have been told that we have, quote unquote, thick accents, which I don't even know what that means. Like who gets to decide what's a thick accent or a thin accent, you know? Yeah. Um, But I think also part of part of reclaiming your name and your identity is. Is loving your accent in a country that tells you that you sound weird or that you pronounce different words weirdly and. I know when, when I was in high school, I was so insecure about my accent. So I chose to change my Kenyan accent. And that is one thing that I regret so much. And even today, some of my American friends ask me like, oh, hey, Justine, like talk to me in your Kenyan accent. And I cannot do it. Like just psychologically, you know what I mean? Like just psychologically, there's like this insecurity about my accent. And so, man, I love that you're reminding us that Part of part of pursuing black or part of finding black joy is finding me. You know, like it's not this external thing that I'm that I'm looking for. It's right. finding me. Like Justine, who are you? Who are you? Mm. And going back to what that is. And and before we get into yours, Abdul, um, the two like great big questions are: Who are you? And what's my place in this world? Mm-hmm. You know, we're just dealing with the who are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this thing about cultivating black joy is just about who am I? Mm. Right. Outside oh of anything else, let alone whiteness. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. It, anyway, it's, 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 yeah. Huh, quite the so, mind game. I mean, Man, like, so you guys just said a whole, whole lot. And I feel like I could take the next 15 minutes responding to what y'all just said because it was so dope. But I mean, I, I like one of the things, blackness or, or uh, cultivating black joy as a form of resistance, like that's. Yeah, that's incredible. Like listeners, please don't miss that. Right. Um, and then, you know, it got me thinking. So the whole thing with you guys and your accent. So it got me thinking about, you know, we, even though we're, you know, we're talking about the diaspora and centering blackness. You know, I've I've had the the privilege of growing up in a multi or, or, or being married into a multi-ethnic family and growing up in multicultural spaces, like not just black and white, but growing up, you know. And so um, but you know, I think about like, for example, my my brother-in-law and my nephew are Turkish. And I actually haven't had this conversation with, with, with my brother-in-law a whole lot about, you know, when he, when he came from, from Istanbul to go to school here, you know, and just kind of some of the things and with his accent or whatever, we, we haven't had that conversation. So I'd love to have that with him at some point. Um, by the way, quick tangent, shouts to my nephew, Aaron, who I know is listening to this episode. Aaron, love you, nephew. 
<laughs> yeah, keep doing your thing. I see you. I see you on the socials. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Y'all listen. My my nephew Aaron is an absolute beast. So yeah, he is. He's 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 dope. So, but thinking about like just you know the accents and, and that piece and him coming from you know his his culture and whatnot. But then you know us also. So for me, growing up in multi ethnic spaces. And being married into a biracial, bicultural, you know, multi-ethnic family um, and all that stuff. And then even like I mentioned in the last episode, like where, you know, where we had the the get together at our house and everything, um, while it was an interracial group, we still centered blackness. Yeah. Right? I mean, think about it. Y'all were there, right? So, so like black joy was was centered you know and not even intentionally like it was just a thing it was an outgrowth of the people in the room and what we were doing yeah you know and so like we had you know we had you know some of our ogs there who were who were talking about you know activism and social justice mm-hmm. and and there and there was a point and this is a cultural thing not a white or black thing but a cult like an ethnic thing that when the elders are talking Everyone else shuts up and listens. Exactly. And no one told us to do that, but that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and so, you know, we had the dope playlist with soul music and we had salsa. Yes. We had some Puerto Rican and African music. People were cracking jokes. One of our DJs, <clears throat> Justine, kept, kept changing the song when it got good. <laughs> yeah, speed of tangents. Let's talk about this for a second. No, we're not. But. Right. So, and, and I mean, and everything, we had everything with spades and dominoes. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. And then also at some point we talked about black parenting. I don't know if y'all were we part did. of that conversation. We did. Yeah. That was an interesting one. And, and, and whoopings and everything. And some of our oh, white man. friends who were there were looking like. What? Yeah, that wasn't us. Y'all got hazed. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like y'all y'all caught the business. So Yeah, that that come up in black parenting. Yes. So and you know, like I mentioned in the last episode, uh Justine's fire chicken biryani and basmati rice. Yes, y'all. <laughs> Again. Oh, you know, one day we should so good. I know you guys one day like oh. we should just do like a live episode on just cooking, you know, like black, black food. So listen, so listen, I have a, so I have a brother, a brother who's, uh, who's Ghana. Uh-huh. So, so my, you know, my father, you know, my father was remarried and had a, and, and had a, a son um, mm-hmm. w- with his wife. So he married um, um, an African woman. Yeah. And so, and so my half brother, my brother is, is, is he's younger, but he's, he's, you know, he's Ghana. Anyway, yeah. it, it, we, you know, like I said, in the last episode, we were in Dallas visiting family for a funeral. And so she was there at, at like the repast. So for those of you who are, who are white, the repast is the food and the, and, and the gathering that happens after the funeral. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's the crying and the tears and the whatever when you bury the body and the repast is the celebration. Yes. The food for days. Yes. And so we were kind of at the repast. And so she made this, um, this, this dish with like onion, something and beef or whatever. And with, with, uh, with saffron rice. Ooh. When I tell you that I had a food coma from just eating that <laughs> one dish. So, and we had a bunch of food. We had soul food. We had African oh, food. We had Muslim yeah. food. We had all that. And I think I had a couple of the Muslim dishes. And other than that, I had, I had her, her Jasmine rice and catfish. Mm. Mm. I was food wasted until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justine, let's make Abdul jealous. So, oh my gosh, Abdul. Andres, you got it. Don't get so, cussed out. So <laughs> you were handling your business. You had to go be with family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it He's going to cry. Was it, was it Saturday? It was Sunday. It was oh, Sunday. Sunday. That's right. Uh, Sunday. Yeah, we went to the Puerto Rico restaurant. Somebody finna get cut. Abdul, when now, I shout tell out, you. If you're in Des Moines, Iowa. Puerto Rico restaurant and it's it's like it's not it's a Puerto Rican restaurant and it's for real for real Puerto Rico restaurant yes (laughs) 
and yeah. you had some of our friends there. And we invited I, your wife, but your wife was busy. The and next I, time I see you, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> Abdul, that food like blew my mind. I got the what's the rice that I got, Andres? It was the it was the rice with the with the peas in it. It's um, what is it called? Arroz con arrozuela. Mm. Yeah. it was so good and then i got the chick the the fried chicken it was just fried chicken yeah just and y'all when i tell you i mean like the marinade you know like when you eat chicken and the marinade has sipped through the chicken like every inch it was so good and then one of our friends got uh shrimp mofongo is that mofongo, how it's yeah. oh mofongo oh yes I y'all love y'all okay seriously like yeah oh yes <laughs> Y'all, if you're in Des Moines, you need to go. Like, seriously, you need to go. You have got okay. to go there. Listen. This show just, just turned to the Food Network. It really did. But, but yeah. you know what? That's, that I'm, is, going, I'm that, going for lunch tomorrow. That is centering. That is centering. Black. Black cultural. Black joy, black that. Culture. And black yes. joy. Black that was joy. black joy. That was black joy. Yes. You know what? His, like Justine likes to, say, likes to say, fun fact. The Puerto Ricans, because my mom went and we took uh, another Puerto Rican hmm a student and, yeah oh you took homie uh yeah okay cool cool yep. um <laughs> we were the only ones Got the little who homie. finished our food what everybody <laughs> yes, else had to take a home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only the puerto ricans were like food 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 and it was a lot of food too yeah it's huge play yeah okay so was it better than the place we had in orlando or no no was that dallas it was dallas it was dallas it's the same thing yeah, I mean mm-hmm. that that was dope. Okay, yeah, it's right. just it's it's food for the soul. Yes, soul, soul food. Yes, soul food. Yes. Soul music. <laughs> yes, Puerto Rican soul food. Okay, so y'all listen. Huge. This is being in the this, this is being in the living room. This is what we this, do right here. This is us this, right here. This, this the living room. <laughs> but yeah, for real, for real, I'm gonna cut you when I see you. <laughs> so, all right. So listen, I'll give kind of my definition for black joy right for me black joy um i'm gonna define it as as you guys touched on but but it's the full pursuit of our our complicated and our multifaceted selves like justine you said you know like so so we're neurotic we're this with it right so it's it's that it's i mean it's all the things for me that make me me you know mm-hmm. so it's 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 things like my my muslim heritage and my muslim culture or um me having the experience of living in a village in in west africa and senegal and and um having parents who were both uh who were both on the one hand staunchly kind of muslim and were black activists but they were also black nationalists mm. so both heavily muslim heavily not <laughs> you know um it's eating collard greens and bean pie yes. and and peach cobbler and gumbo and it's 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 loving stevie wonder and michael jackson and new edition as well as phil collins and tears for fears and john mayer <laughs> mm. Ooh, John Mayer. you know for me it's it's speaking the arabic english version of spanglish when i was with some of my family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it's it's loving the whiz and how i met your mother mm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. you know it's 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 bumping my stereo with the windows down loudly even though i'm a grown-ass man with a big-ass job <laughs> mm. Mm. You know, it's, 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 it's putting God in everything I do instead of compartmentalizing the sacred and the secular. Um, and so like, for me, like black joy is, 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 you know, if, if I'm walking around, you know, is given, given a brother, the nod, you know, the head nod, you know, and, 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 uh, calling you know a black woman my sister and a black and, and a black man my brother mm. it's it's that 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 familiarity of, of when you see somebody who looks like you there's that familiarity of our common shared experience without ever even saying a word mm-hmm. you know it's 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 all that it's it's uh 
it's our it's our soul our food our music our swag our flyness it's all the stuff that everybody wants to copy and make billions of dollars off of right it's all that it's 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 being it's being indefatigable Mm. you know meaning being tirelessly persistent Mm. you know Mm. so the root word of indefatigable is the word fatigue Mm. unable to be fatigued Mm -hmm. you know in our in in our blackness and so i mean i can go on and on y'all but but for me cultivate uh cultivating black joy is about me uh bringing my own and my full expression of myself rather than some one-dimensional cardboard cutout of of what somebody thinks i should be yes you know and it happens to me with way too much regularity Mm. that that if I have a conversation with someone and they ask me like what I do for a living or some of those kind of things, when I tell them what I do, they're, they're, they look at me with surprise. Like, mm. like you shouldn't do the job you just described. Like that doesn't really compute mm-hmm. in my head, you know? And so, so for me, cultivating black joy is being my full three-dimensional self and not the cardboard cutout that looks at me surprised at questions like that. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, so that's, I mean, yeah, that's, I think what I would say. And, and like you guys shared in your definitions of what black joy is, I mean, it's, it's an all encompassing thing. We are not, we are people with individual hopes, dreams, aspirations, desires, foibles, neuroses, everything. We're not just this, monolithic thing you know we we because we're humans we're we're inherently as complex as anyone else is Mm. nice those were so good abdul y'all man i mean just soak it all in you know just listen re-listen that was so good okay y'all so it's time for our liner notes and this is where we get to share different things that we're doing um, that are given as life, you know, so that could be a book that we're reading, a podcast that we're listening to, a worship song that we discovered, a verse in the Bible or Quran, you know, um, that we have kind of just been meditating on. Um, so Andres, what is giving you life right now? As I'm continuing this theme of music, which mm-hmm. is the thing that I've been focusing on these last few months, my, I've been this not <laughs> discovering is not the right word, but I've been listening to like this Americana type of music, like Ooh. blues, rock, and it's got a little bit of uh, uh, country in it too. Uh, it, it's just it, it's just appealing to me. Yeah, I call it bluesy kinfolk soul. Yes, <laughs> yes. But one thing in that whole uh, gumbo. Of 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 <laughs> genres that I'm listening to, I stumble across a group of people that are also wanting to be themselves in a mostly white space, and and this is black country artists. Hmm. So I've been following quite a few of them on Twitter, and I've been listening to some of their music. So country is a genre of music that's predominantly white. Very white. <laughs> no, for real. It's that axe. She's that stuck on it. She just snuck it in there like, <laughs> like she just jabs you like, like stuck in your spleen. <laughs> for real. And and I I love that about um, those artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, even though they have been black country artists in the past, yeah. Um, but like I'm seeing this movement, it's that whole thing's like it's the whole idea of, hey, I'm black and I like country music too, right? Country music is right. for me too. I grew up on this music too, and not just making fun of Darius Rucker because he's doing it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm following Twitter accounts like it's called the the black opry 
Uh, another one is Color Me Country Radio. Mm. Uh, one artist called Risi, R-I-S-S-I Palmer. And there's mm. others. Um, Jimmy there's- Allen. Oh, yeah. There you go. Hey, look at that. Kane Brown. Come on now. Okay. Yeah, my wife has a thing for Mr. Brown. Oh. Ooh. We won't we won't discuss it any further, but it's, it's those eyes, <laughs> that haircut. Speaking Look of state, he's like, yeah, uh, my wife has a thing for Mr. Brown. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him when I see him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he lives you know. in Texas. Just just side note. I think he does. I might be Nashville, uh, Texas. Anyway. I have no idea and no interest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just that I just just that idea is just giving me life in a way it reminds me of public enemy for me back in I don't know uh, 88 yeah something like that 88 what public enemy did for me is just it it gave me the they gave me the permission to be me as they were being themselves right you know what I mean with with their pro-black message and their songs and whatnot it's like huh well i can be me and these country artists are doing the same thing yes you know some of them got that country twang like huh interesting mm-hmm. right you know um so that that oh one more thing <laughs> in that genre it's not quite country but it's like folk and what's what oh. i call uh, americana mm-hmm. there's this group it's a duo it's the war and treaty Mm. And I forget the guy's name. We have to add has, that to our notes. Yeah. The, every song so far is just amazing. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, and I'll send you, I'll put some songs by them so people can listen to it. Just amazing. But anyway, back to the, the whole theme of just black country artists is that whole idea of identity is like, we, this is who we are too, and this is our place as well. So that's been, Giving me life lately. That's good. Very good. Abdul. So yeah, mine isn't as deep, but but maybe kind of a little bit. One of the things that's been giving me life lately is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Listen. No, it's deep too. It's listen. Those last so, three episodes, Marvel. Marvel is well. I put this way. This was originally Stan Lee and 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 the writers like Steve Ditko and those guys, right? So this was their writing. But the Falcon and Winter Soldier, the dialogue between Isaiah Bradley, True. right, and 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 Sam, mm-hmm. man, like just the whole the whole the whole black super soldier and all the dialogue about what it means to be black in America. And there in the actual comics, Isaiah Bradley was a captain America doing world wars because Steve Rogers wasn't the only captain America because they were dinking around with that super soldier serum and all that stuff. Right. That's how you get the Hulk. Hulk is trying to trying to replicate the super soldier serum and it went terribly, terribly, horribly wrong. But they had a black super soldier who was every bit as strong as Captain America, Captain America, Steve Rogers and everything, but they didn't, they kind of threw him under the bus basically. But the dialogue between those two, honestly, to me, you mentioned public enemy, the dialogue between those two is very, very reminiscent of early Chuck D. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, it's really like, and, and I think you hit it on the head. Like when, when Chuck D came or public enemy came, and those and those beats, like they the they were produced by by a group called the Bomb Squad, and the songs hit like a bomb for real. And so the dialogue between Sam and Isaiah Bradley in episodes five and six is just really, really, really good stuff. And they went all the way there about the culture and racism and bias and and systemic stuff i mean it, it's just dope so that gave me so much life when i watched it i watched those two episodes like three or four times <laughs> and captain america is black. It's now black 
Mm. Because there were two, well, as far as I know, I'm not like a huge comic fan. I follow the movies, but my brother and, and friends are comic book guys. And so from what I understand, there have been two black Captain Americas. So there's now Sam, who was the second black Captain America, and the first oh, one was Isaiah. Right. right. So of the three or let's say four that I know about, two were white, two were black. Right. And the song uh, that they played on the last episode when they show uh, oh, uh, Black oh. Captain America is called Bruh. On and On by Curtis Harding. Curtis Harding, that's right. Man, it's got that old yeah. 60s feel. You know, we'll put that in the show notes too. Yes, that's, I've been playing that forever because I'm reminded of the show. Yes. So that's what's giving me life, Jay. How about you? Nice, nice. Okay. <laughs> this might... I don't know. This may or may not shock people, but my favorite genre of music is actually country. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Me either. Country. I love, but I'm finding that I think my taste is more like kind of like a country pop vibe. Um, so like Jimmy Allen. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love Kenny Chesney. <laughs> yes. Jimmy Allen. Um, and actually, y'all. Okay. So here's the thing. Jimmy Allen's song, Best Shot, that's going to be played at my wedding. Like, I, future husband, if you're listening to this, just so you know, that's going to be at our wedding. Like, well, we got to anyway. put that on the show notes, yeah. It's, it's a great song. It's a so, great song. So listeners can't see me dancing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting ready. You got to do it with, I forget her name. She sings Black Like Me. Eh? Is it? Uh, it's not Tori Kelly, no? No. Oh. Black Like Me? Is Tori yeah. Kelly a black? <laughs> no. No. I think she's Hispanic. Although she does have a very good song with Kane Brown, also country pop. Yeah, no, her, her name is Mickey, Mickey Guyton. G oh, I should check it out. Y-T-O-N. Yeah. I'll check it out. He was at the uh, uh, CMT Awards. I ain't not heard of none of them peoples. See, you nice. got to expand your musical. Wow. You know what? Yeah. Maybe I do. I mean, I I actually listen to a lot of different kind of music. Mm -hmm. I, I just can't for some reason. I never have been really been able to get get next to country. I mean, there, there's a couple of like country ish, like Bonnie Raitt and you right. know whatnot. Yes. And so yes. yeah, so she's like country blues kind of in that right. in that mm -hmm. vein. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. So I you know I, I I dig Bonnie Raitt, and I actually liked a couple of like way back in the day Randy Travis songs, mm -hmm. and and Garth Brooks grew on me. Ooh, because yes. you know, uh -oh. I, was, I was I was in the dorms, and and that was back when Garth was like on top of the world, and so right, and and I you know, and I was a DJ back in the day, and so had to I play mean, him. I had to play Garth, <laughs> I had to play it, you know. And You're gonna say so, something about Garth, Tina, and and by the way, that's my wife's favorite. Really, really? interesting. Yeah, no, I was just I was gonna I was I was just gonna say that I like um, his music, so. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So anyway, what is giving me life? Uh, I y'all like I have really been clinging to the word of God, you know, and I'm a believer. I'm Christian. I believe in Jesus and I believe in just the power of the word of God. And I think with everything that's happened over the past year, sometimes I feel like I'm lost for words and I don't even know how to pray mm. or how to lament. And I'm just reminded, Justine, you can just pray the word. Like you can just pray the word. And one verse that I have been clinging to right now in this season of my life is Jeremiah 33, verse three. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV version, which is new international version. And it says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. And I feel like I'm in a season of my life where I'm thinking about the future. I'm trying to plan, but so many things are very mysterious and unknown to me. And this verse gives me peace. Like, Justine, just call upon God and he will show you great, all these great and mysterious things that you're trying to figure out. He is offering to show those things to you. So the word of God has mm. definitely been my source of life. Okay. That is awesome. That is awesome. And uh, although it's awesome, but it's kind of simplistic or kind of basic. That's not deep at all. God, not at all. God, God, nah, you know. Oh my gosh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, the uh, endless, nice Kenyan accent there. 
the mm-hmm. endless inexhaustible well. <laughs> yeah, holy Kenyan Valley girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was gonna say I'll totally own that, but no, I'm not. I'm not. I refuse. Yeah, no, to don't own that. that. Don't own that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. All right, let's get back. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to our discussion here. Um, so, like we've been discussing, I think by now it's. I, I think it's been pretty obvious that whiteness has been normalized mm-hmm. and people of color have to live with that every day, have to live with that reality every single day. People want, people want to touch our hair. They want to imitate the hairstyle and claim to discover it. <laughs> um, right. And then, the, and then the thing is when the dominant culture accepts it, then it's cool. But before that, it's exotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we the exotics mm-hmm. <laughs> have to. We gotta find. We gotta find a way to live while the rest of culture catches up. Mm-hmm. So we want our listeners to support and understand our attempt to maintain sanity in a culture that still sees us as other. Right. And thus, this episode about cultivating black joy. So, Abdul, how are you specifically cultivating black joy? How do how do you stay sane in these times? So, there, I think there are probably two or three that come top of mind, um, and. And in no certain order, but I think these two are kind of tied for one and two or one and one in my head right now. But one is getting back to once upon a time, I was actually a pretty decent um, musician. I was a pretty decent vocalist and songwriter and and a pretty halfway decent performer at one point, you know? And so um, getting back to just songwriting and you know like i'm not i don't have you know i you know i was just on the on the cusp of being a you know a, a kind of a, a signed artist when i was younger um but but you know i also did a lot of you know producing for people and you know and then i became a christian and then that all got diverted into being a worship leader and all that but being a worship leader never really fit for me Mm. You know, um, because I'm a soul singer. You know, I'm a soul singer. Um, I, you know, and so that never really fit for me. So I'm getting back to writing and just even writing for the trash can, just kind of getting back in the habit of visiting my old friend, that old part of myself, you know, not because I'm trying to get a record deal or any of that kind of business, but just because just, just for the love of the game, mm. you know, um, and so getting back to myself in that way, another way is uh, for the longest time, for the longest time, even in how I dressed, I came to the, to the, to the realization of myself that even in how I dressed, being in white space for so long, my clothing was a signal that I'm not like, quote, the rest of the black people. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To, 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 help, to help give a positive image of black folks mm-hmm. to non-black folks, particularly white folks. Mm-hmm. Now, what you mean to say, so you don't scare white people. Mm. Uh, I don't mean to say that, but, but that's part of it. That, that actually mm-hmm. is part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so not, not just in being scary, but, or, or not being scary, but, or, or threatening, but also not being like, I perceive white people perceive us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Right. Yes. So yep. not wanting to fit that stereotype. Yes. So, so what I've been doing lately is kind of just getting back to myself, mm-hmm. you know, where, where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking sneakers and sweats and hoodies, mm. you know, and not to be performative, but because it's just what it's comfortable to me right now. Yeah. You know, 
And part of that is culture where, you know, all of a sudden, like, you, you know, if you're, if you're a black man of a certain age, you start rocking joggings all the time, <laughs> you know? And so, <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, maybe, maybe I'm doing my version of that. I don't know, but, but definitely it is, I'm caring less and less and less and less and less about being the positive image in your head of my people. Mm. I'm just being me and individual. And this is me doing me. And if that fits a if that fits a stereotype in your head, well, that's a you problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna participate anymore in you problems. Mm-hmm. So I think those are two ways I'm kind of cultivating uh, black joy. And then another one really is just is just kind of um, well. I'm just people who get this will get this loving being black. If you don't get it, I can show it to you, but I can't understand it for you. If you get it, then you get it. Simple as that. Just love it. Just, just love him being black, L- love him being how God made me to be in the cultural expression and black. Yes. Is, is a, is a cultural, is a social contract, just like whiteness is, but um, white is a shorthand for something. Mm-hmm. Black is a shorthand for something. Mm-hmm. So all the things that are meant in that shorthand is what I mean. Just love right. them being that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. How about you, Justine? How do you, how are you cultivating? Black joy, joy right now. Um, so one way that I'm cultivating black joy, one is having boundaries. I do think that mm. yes. I feel I feel the pressure to be very career minded, you know, because I can, I don't know, you know, and, and part of it could be because I'm a woman, you know, like just a woman period. I think as women, there's this pressure of like, oh, I have to be excellent. I have to, to put in double duty, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I am learning to have boundaries and I'm learning to say, you know what? I'm not going to get that done till next week. You know, my, my plate is full or no, I cannot help lead that or facilitate that. So I think, That is one thing that I'm, that I'm learning um, now. I think another way is reading, you know, like, oh my gosh, just, just reading for the sake of reading, like not even just, you, because again, I think I can be very like task when I like, oh, I'm reading because I need to learn, you know, I'm yeah. reading because, you know, but like just reading for the sake of joy and pleasure. Um, I'd say another thing is, so Everyone on like all three of us, like we all love music and not just listening to music, but also spending time dancing. And y'all, so here's a fun fact. I have a lot of fun facts, but I lived with my grandma for about two years when I was in boarding school. And the way boarding school was structured is you had three months of school and then you, you got to go home for a month. And for two years, every time my sister and I went home, we lived with my grandma and y'all, I kid you not just imagine a 68 year old right? Tall, slender, Kenyan woman. It's 9 p.m. at night and we would turn on the radio and she would dance with us. Come on. Like we would just dope. dance together in the living room. So and dope. my grandma did not have electricity. So we would use um, oil lamps. And oh my gosh, like I just, I've just been having that vision of mm. it's 9 p.m. on a Kenyan farm. The radio is turned up and we're just dancing and just loving that. So I've been dancing more. Um, and I am not a good dancer, y'all. Okay, that, that good dancing gene, I did not get that. But like, I just, I just love moving, you know, <laughs> just, just moving my body and just enjoying music has been really, really fun. I think also cooking more. So my mom loves to cook and she has given me lots of recipes. Mom, if you're listening to this, you're probably not, but I love you. And I so appreciate that you have taught me how to cook. And just more and more, I am enjoying cooking and creating through food, you know, creating flavor and color. Um, Yes. And I think the last one is definitely seeking adventure. So I am hoping to go like off-roading and kayaking. I want to go ziplining. And those are just things that honestly give me joy, like just going away, renting a Jeep and just Mm. doing dangerous things. You know, like those are things that I, that I love. No, really. Um, And so, yes, adventure is one way that I'm hoping to pursue black joy this summer. 
And by the way, there is a stereotype that black people do not like adventure and that black people do not like to travel. That is a stereotype. Yeah. And you need to reject that because <laughs> it is not true. So I'm laughing because my inner stand-up comedian is in my head now mm-hmm. that, you know, when I hear all these comedians about, well, the reason why black folks don't like <laughs> adventure is because we have enough adventure getting out of bed. We do, we do <laughs> though, know? for real. I'm going to apply for this job. I'm going to see if I can apply for this car loan without getting jacked. You know, uh, I'm going to see uh, if I can just, you know, go down the street without getting stopped by the police and shot. You know, mm-hmm. we have enough adventure without having to invent fake adventure, like jumping out of airplanes and shit like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and paragliding. I agree. In, in what you said and what I said, I noticed a theme. Yeah. Well, well it's, well, it's a thread of a theme. So, mm-hmm. The first part is for me, I feel like I'm at the step, let's call it step one. I'm at step one of, in some respects, undoing some of that, like some Mm. baggage and Mm. kind of cleaning out the closet, so to speak, you know? And so, and you're at the next step of, okay, so my closet is relatively cleaner out-ish. So Mm -hmm. I get to focus on this other stuff. Mm, the travel yeah. the adventure the you know whatever yeah. and so and so like that's that's another let's call it the a joy on a continuum mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know where one where mm-hmm. one's not better or worse where, but right. but but to do that other stuff you, you got to clean the closet out one. that is right. true yeah and so i just realized that maybe part of where i am is i as i'm at the cleaning the closet out part mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Anyway. Yeah, that's 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 exactly where I'm at too. The cleaning of the closet, mm-hmm. the, having the awareness of I, like I mentioned in the other episode, I need to be who God made me to be. Yeah, you know. So all of us, we have the our, the dark complexion, either because we were born in a certain place, or we come from people that were born in a certain place. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So. God put all those people in that place for a purpose. There mm-hmm. was an intention. And that's actually biblical. Right? That he predestined us and he placed us anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he determined if, the times and places yeah, that we're exactly. and the exact places that we are to live. So if mm-hmm. we were in his imagination from mm-hmm. the beginning of time, that means he meant for you to be in Kenya, me to be in Puerto Rico. You to be yes. in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> really? Why you gotta say it like that? <laughs> hey, he's been to Senegal, you know, like okay, we, can, okay. we can include that. All right, all right. I've been we'll a few it. places, so yeah. No, you you have. But <laughs> seriously, the, the point is that God intended the three of us yeah. to be where we're from. Yes. And at some point in our history. We determined that one group of people said where we come from is lesser than, mm-hmm. which is actually fighting God. Mm-hmm. Come on now. So the cultivating of black joy is just celebrating. Since the three of us come from that faith tradition, the plan of God, God the plan of God, mm-hmm. that identity in, in Christ, like we like to say, it's like, who, who are we? In Christ, who who are we? When God thought of the three of us, who are we supposed to be? Right. And not let anybody else tell you that you can't be that because yeah. you're not yes. meeting a standard. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm cleaning out that closet. Mm-hmm. So, head. and that involves the listening back to the cells, and that means to, you know, just. If I got to let that accent come out, let the accent come let out. Let it come out. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? And, and your uh, name is Andres, not Andres, not, not Andreas. Andreas, which yes. I never thought I said it, but everybody else, you guys keep saying that I say it. Yeah. But I don't hear it, but okay. So, so that reminds me of, and Andres, you, you'll know where this came from, but um, so there, there is a, there's a motivational speaker and personal development guy. His name is Johnny Wimbry. And Andres and I were at a conference once and he said something that I will never, ever, ever forget. He said, never, ever let somebody else make your world for you. They will always make it too small. Oh, make it small. Mm. Yes. And I mean, yeah. that, that I heard that we, well, we heard that we were together and we heard it years mm-hmm. ago. And I still like that, 
like that's one of my like a a, a rallying thing for me you know and and there's so much inherent truth of who god made us to be and cultivating black joy and all of that in that statement mm. yeah, the, yeah i've heard it said that the question is never if you're worthy you were born therefore you're worthy already mm. you know what i mean so yes. that idea of so what i mean by that is that we're not fighting for we how do i want to say this we're not fighting to see if we're worthy, that we're worthy of what we're seeking. We are worthy. We are worthy, right? All of us That's good. are That's worthy good. of it, you know? It, but it's just, we want to create this awareness about who mm -hmm. we are, mm -hmm. that, that people from the African diaspora, our ancestors came from a place that God intended them to be right. from. Mm -hmm. And that's not a lesser thing than mm. right it was never a lesser than mm. right it was gonna only a lesser than to the folks who wanted to conquer and exploit right mm -hmm. so we just need to reclaim that we yeah. just need to step into that and what does that mean mm. that's good that's really good that's really good y'all this was such a fun episode you know um Again, I would I would challenge you as our listeners, especially if you are from the majority culture, man, just slow down and take in everything that was shared, the little details and the very big details. You know, I love how Abdul and Andres talked about cleaning out their closet, you know, and as people of color, unfortunately, we constantly have to do that because Again, we live in a world that tries to stifle us in a world that tries to tell us that we are an aberration to the norm. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode. So Abdullah Andres, what are some things that our listeners should do next after listening to this episode on Black Joy? All right. Let me, let me start that off. Uh, for the people of color who are listening, if you haven't started that whole cleaning your closet, start cleaning your closet. Start getting rid of the stuff that, get rid of the stuff that you're, you're doing mm -hmm. to make white people comfortable. Mm -hmm. Or to fit in, to assimilate, yeah. To assimilate. Mm. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think that's, that's what I would say for, for, the, for white folks they need to also start a process of cleaning their closet as well <laughs> because whiteness has robbed their identity as well. Mm -hmm. White people come from somewhere else too. In America, white people come from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? What does mm -hmm. that mean? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be from Germany, mm -hmm. from France, England? Right. And why aren't you celebrating that? Mm -hmm. as well yeah mm -hmm. so yeah those would be the two things that i would i would love for our audience to to do to do next just embrace your identity who are you who are you if right. you haven't started if you haven't if you haven't started digging that question start answering that question who are you mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. what about you abdul that's really good that's really good so um, what folks can do next. So, so this, well, so much of our podcast, but this, this episode, I think more than some of the others is a fly on the wall episode, mm. you know? So if I like, for example, when I'm doing my workshops, I have kind of a cultural sharing exercise where, um, you know, I ask people of different groups, what do you like about you know, so if it's the black folks, I say, what do you love about or like about ble being black? If it's to, let's say, let's say Puerto Rican, I, I would say specifically, what do you love about being Puerto Rican or what do you love about being Kenyan, right? Or, and so the cultural sharing is an exercise that people of majority culture, you can, it's like being in, in, in the Black Panther movie, like, you know, when they're in with Umbaku and, 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 the, and the white dude speaks up and Umbaku goes, you cannot talk. Mm -hmm. You know, this is 
to some extent, an exercise that you can that, that you can be a fly on the wall in, mm-hmm. but not to participate in. Mm-hmm. You're just listening and absorbing, mm-hmm. right? And not commenting. So black joy is a thing for black folks to discover in themselves, not for you to recommend to them. Mm. Mm. Right. Not for you to recommend ways that they can have joy. That ain't for you. Right. Um, um, another thing to do next, and Andres, you, I, I was going to say this to you, you hit it right on the head, is this whole, this whole thing, this whole twisted knot called racism impacts everybody. Everybody has. So part of the lie of racism is that it only affects people who are non-white. That's part of the game. And I would argue, I would argue that to some extent, it actually impacts majority culture folks more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I forget the quote, but this isn't a new idea. James Baldwin talked about this a long time ago about, about how racism sears the souls mm-hmm. of white folks. Mm-hmm. You know? And so what we want you to do next is realize that you're impacted by this too and reclaim your ethnicity but also if you are non or if you are so-called white european descent and you're listening to, to this podcast understand that if you're reclaiming your ethnicity you have a bit of a war to battle within yourself because america has told you to be american you actually give up your ethnicity you give mm-hmm. up the thing that makes you german or swedish or scottish or whatever and mm-hmm. so and so I would say, give yourself the freedom if you don't do this already. Reclaiming your ethnicity does not make you any less American. It does not make things more divided. It actually makes you a fuller extent of who you are because you were never intended to be, quote, white. You were right. intended to be the ethnicity under which you were born. The white is a political social transaction that was made by your people to assimilate, to get the benefits of something. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you're one of my kinsmen in the flesh, what you can do next is just, just go be you. Don't be a caricature of what black people are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Go be you. Mm-hmm. If you like country music, you go rock with the country music. You sh- hey. Just go do you. We right? can be friends, by the way. If you love country and you're listening to this, yes, and send so, me your playlist. And so, yeah. So the thing, I think, the thing to remember, and this is probably one of the themes, and, and we, we may say this more than once in this series. So, if you are a a a a, a BIPOC person, the thing to remember is that y'all, we're enough. Mm. You're enough. That's simple. You are enough. Right? And for some people, they, they may have to tell themselves tell themselves that as an affirmation. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking in the mirror. I am enough. You're driving your car. I am enough. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so for us, we're enough. We go be who we are. We do our own thing. We have our own work. We have our own you know, go do what's enjoyable to you mm-hmm. without worrying about what, what your group is represented as when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Just go be you. You're enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. You know, and for our BIPOC listeners, the more, and probably also for our white list listeners as well, be- because I think as you are going through this process of cleaning out your closet, as you are progressing through that continuum, the more you will actually begin to discover and know and accept that you are enough. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like the more you're doing that work, the more you're like, you know what? I'm dope, man. Blackness is dope. Our music, our vibe, our style, our hair, man, like our skin tones, y'all. If it wasn't so dope, Dope. it wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar industry. Exactly. For our music, for for tanning beds, Mm -hmm. for... (laughs) Do not even tell me. You know, them booty injections. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. 
No, I, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. But yes, understand and appreciate our cultures without commoditizing and fetishizing them. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the thing you can do next. Yes. All yeah. right. That's good. Yeah. That's very yeah. good. Stop, stop fetishizing and, you know, the exotic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I would say for me, what our audience can do next, man, and I, and I hope I can say this in a way that makes sense, but for our majority culture listeners, make, make room for Black people to just exist, you know? If you see us having a good time, if you see us just being happy and being joyous, don't try to question it. Don't try to make sense of it. Don't, don't, don't tell us that we're too loud or our music is weird or our food smells bad, you know, like just. Or if we speak in Spanish or some other language. Right. Right. Do not. Okay. Another one. Do not tell us that our accents are not normal. Do not do that. White women, do not ask to touch a black woman's hair. Stop. I mean, you know, anyway, just, just let us be. Although at the same time, even if you don't let us be, we're still going to be. So anyway. Yeah, we're going to be. Um, yeah. We are. Yeah. You know, we have decided. Um, then finally, I also want to add that, you know, this, this podcast is a way for us and for you as your listeners to center blackness and to center black joy. So just by you listening to this, by you hearing our stories about um, food and Puerto Rican restaurants and um, I don't know, Mofongo and nerding out about Prince, right. And Prince, you know, and black country artists, you are already starting the process of highlighting and celebrating and learning about blackness and the depth and the fullness and the beauty and the diversity of blackness and black joy. So you're already doing the work, y'all. Good job, soldiers. Right. (laughs) Well, that does it for us for now. As always, if you like the show, and you like the content, if you're encouraged or challenged by it, please like, subscribe, share, drop us a review, and don't be afraid to do all three. This will help folks find us and hopefully join the community. And as always, we can always use more soldiers. If you have questions about anything we cover on the show or even points of disagreement, any of that, right? If you have topics you want us to discuss, or if you want to just reach out, become a member of our community on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Christian soldier, or you can email us at christiansoldier.com. So thanks again for listening, soldiers. I'm Abdullah. I'm Andres. And I'm Justine. And until next time, y'all, keep the faith. Peace. Paz. Amani. The Christian Soldier Podcast is brought to you by the Christian Soldier Collective, a Jesus-centered community dedicated to the pursuit of unity, cultural and ethnic conciliation, and social justice within the church. The theme song is The Ace by Ballpoint. The Christian Soldier Podcast is a production of the Christian Soldier Collective and Monarch Training and Development.